10.41 and uh, it's time for the Bulletin this morning with uh, Alex Chapman, of course, News Hub uh, ace sports journalist and uh, Chappie. Uh, what time today are we thinking that uh, conjectious uh, all-black team will be named? It's a good word to describe it, Smilly. Uh, morning, uh, 12.30, we are expecting the all-black team. So, um, yes, very intrigued to see just how many changes there are because from the sounds of it, uh, talking to the likes of Ollie Ritchie who have been with the team for us this week, we're thinking potentially as many as double-digit changes, not just in terms of personnel, but positional shifts. So, yeah, obviously a great chance for some experimentation, um, seeing what else they can do. And when you look ahead to the fact that this 37-player squad for the Rugby Championship will be on Monday, cut down to, to 33. This game is essentially a last chance crack for some players uh, and a last chance for the likes of Ian Foster and his selection team to make a raft of changes and experiments as well. You'd wonder, though, uh, Chappie, just how many places are up for grabs, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I started to make a little bit of a list and it actually turned into quite a long list. So, <laughs> um, Sean Stevenson, I think, will kind of... I mean, you think about what a, a crazy road this has been to Sean, for Sean Stevenson over the last few weeks, from being not included in the squad to then being injury covered, to now remaining with the squad because of Imani Nutterwa's injury. Um, you know, whether they... Do they try him out on the wing, for example, which would then allow them to have Will Jordan have a crack at fullback, which I know a lot of people, including Louis, are a huge fan, obviously, of Will Jordan being the starting fullback for the All Blacks. Um, Summer Penny Finau, who that big physical presence could be handy in particular against the likes of Ireland, um, South Africa, against France as well at the World Cup. Dallas McLeod was obviously very much a form-based selection. Uh, he's probably, you think, on the outer and probably won't start this week. But you know, if he wants to get you know, 20, 15, 20 minutes, then you know, what sort of impact can he make? Um, do we see a new midfield combination? Do, does Braden Enel start? Does Antolina Brown start? Do they both start? Does Damien McKenzie get another start at 10, having not be, even been in the 23 for the last few weeks? Um, I think this is potentially one last crack for Finlay Christie because if you look at the way those three halfbacks are set up at the moment and the impact that Cam Roygaard uh, had off the bench last week. He's going to be, you know, in a way almost like an extra loose forward coming off the bench. Um, and, you know, it means we can shut down the likes of Antoine Dupont, um, Fof de Klerk, the, the, the opportunities there for him. If Finlay Christie is to play at the World Cup, then it's probably the games where, where Aaron Smith isn't starting, you think. So um, there's an argument to be made for a brand new front row as well. Does someone from Tokyo start? Uh, do they bring in someone like a Nepal Dalala? So, yeah, like, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if it's 10, 12 changes. Interesting. Uh, so, what do you think Eddie Jones might throw at us then? Can he afford to experiment, or is he still searching? Well, he's, he's named his team, um, and, and just in the last oh, few okay. minutes. So, uh, so I know it's slack from Louis, isn't it? I'm not passing it on to you. Get, get a new producer. Um, the the fact that you know they've lost Alan Alatour with that ruptured Achilles, um, Hooper still not playing. So, um, if I should just bring it up in front of me, Smiley, then we can um, then we can run through it. So, Tate McDermott will will captain the. The fact that Eddie Jones does have to, going back to your initial question, Eddie Jones does have to make changes, and he's had to make changes because the way they performed last week was woeful. And he can play all these games with the media and say that we're cheerleaders of of the All Blacks, but when you look at the performances that the Wallabies have put out since Eddie Jones retook over uh, in this new tenure for him, they, they've been very underwhelming. And I was talking to a couple of people the other day, you'd always 
expect from a Wallabies team just a little bit of of fight. I mean, it's that's the Australian mentality, right? Like we we've saw that recently in the Ashes. You see it all the time in the NRL and in the AFL, and you, know, you look at the the cyclists and Aussies just always fight. They, they're always yeah. It goes back to. Their, their origins. They were put on a, a boat and sent to a foreign country for misbehaving and they, they never give up that never die attitude and that's just missing from that Australian rugby team at the moment. They just fold so easily and they've been I don't want to say weak but probably a bit meek uh, and really disappointing for a team that has a really easy run at this Rugby World Cup and still could end up doing something really weird, uh, especially with Eddie Jones at the helm but Man, they have to turn around that performance because they, they were very poor last week. Very disappointing. They were hugely so disappointing. Okay, that's an interesting that um, that has come through there. I'm just uh, looking at it myself. Yeah, uh, interesting. And still, he's gone the Carter Gordon McDermott route again. Uh, Carter yeah. Gordon largely disappointing. I, I thought against us, which was uh, very interesting. I mean, he is just to me. Uh, he can bluff his way out of it, but. Uh, he's battling. Eddie Jones, to me, is absolutely battling. And if a 12 or 13 changed All Black side can knock him over this weekend, what hope? What hope? Well, exactly. Exactly. Like, what Genuinely, as an Australian rugby fan, a sport which isn't... Yeah, they got 80-plus thousand at the MCG last week. That, that's not a reflection of the popularity of rugby in Australia. That's a reflection of the amount of expat Kiwis that live in Melbourne uh, or that travel mm. from different parts of Australia. So, yeah, if, if you really want to hype up this Australian rugby team and looking ahead even you know, down the road to when they're going to be hosting the World Cup, they really need to just draw in some entertainment, really, or put out some entertainment so that you can draw in those those casual fans and look at the way we saw it. With the football ferns here, the fact that a lot of people who aren't a, football fans, B, women's football, fan, uh, football fans and women's football fans, you know, jumped on that bandwagon and we've talked about it extensively um, on the show, how we love a bandwagon in this country. It'll be the same with Australia. As soon as they start playing some, some fun footy and some winning footy, then people will jump on. But at the moment, they're not even playing either of those. Uh, I would imagine uh, when you went to bed last night, you were thinking, well, I'll, we'll be reporting on at some stage uh, a pretty comfortable win by uh, the Silver Ferns over South Africa, just keeping our powder dry for later in the day against Jamaica. Not the case, Chappie. Not the case at all. Yeah, ironically, this is actually almost what I think this World Cup needed to to bring New Zealanders to life and to have fans sit up and realise that this World Cup's happening because, I don't know, you talked about it with Gordy yesterday, that it kind of felt like this World Cup was just going through the motions a little bit. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's not all doom and gloom, um, despite that draw against South Africa this morning, that even if they lose to Jamaica tonight, they'd have to get pumped by, I think it's like 34 goals or something like that. So, yes, they'll make the semis. They'll play either Australia or England in the semifinals, depending on uh, both those other results going forward. But I, I'm not sure if you've caught up with this, but in fact, that Dame Nolling Total had told a New Zealand journalist who was over in South Africa to calm down after what I thought was a pretty valid question. Um, for those that haven't caught up with it, New Zealand reporter asked, you, know, you, you talk about dealing with pressure and that's something you've discussed in your camps is how well this team deals with pressure. Did you crack under pressure? Given the fact that they had a seven, eight goal lead in the third quarter, I think it was four, four goal lead midway through the fourth quarter. And for her to tell a journalist to calm down, mate, ironically, maybe the pressure's getting to Dame Nolan Kota a little bit. This is a team which just looked a little lost without Grayson Wickey and 
Yeah, to be fair, this was their first game without her, without the, their key strike weapon. So this was always going to be a little bit clunky, but it just seemed almost a hesitation to feed into the shooting circle. That wasn't a trust with the likes of Maya Wilson, Miriam, uh, Ekanasio, Tiana Meturo, um, from, from that midcourt, from the G8 to the, to the goal shoot as well. 20 turnovers, for example, if you look at the stat sheet, that's not great. So, yeah, it's... At the pointy end of this World Cup, yeah, New Zealand will still make the semi-finals, but they're going to have to. <laughs> this Australian rugby team, they're going to have to massively improve because that was that was a very disappointing performance. Well, who'd be a, a journalist uh, at a press conference in South Africa if you question Eddie Jones or a smartass, <laughs> and if you question Dame Nolan Tauroa, you've got to settle down and calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll let that one through to the keeper. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Chaffee, you can't let this one down. Uh, I, I've got to say, I mean, we are Warriors and League mad across this whole station. I don't think we've talked less about uh, Warriors and a very busy week. And the fact that they're playing the Titans tomorrow night is absolutely sneaking up on us. Yeah, it's, I don't know what it is. Is it because there was a bye last week? And so maybe they've just faded a little back into into relevance. But also, you know, there's, there's the All Blacks on. There's a couple of World Cups going on. So probably... Fair enough. A little bit. Uh, talking to Andrew Webster the other day, they just need to keep winning and they just need to keep improving in their performances. They, they have games now against sides who aren't in the top eight. And that can be viewed as, as multiple ways. You can look at it as the Warriors should absolutely cruise through. The what You can look at it as it's a chance for the Warriors to really make a statement and to build that confidence even further heading into the playoffs and then to cement that top four spot given the fact they are third at the moment. You can also view it as these are banana skin games and these are against teams that, yeah, they're not in the top eight, but some of them are on the real fringe of the top eight, including who they play tomorrow, the Gold Coast Titans. So it's, it's, it's very cliche from Andrew Webster, but he said the other day, it's... It's very much week to week at the moment. How can we improve on each performance? How can we keep growing this, these combinations and far out, man? If they keep playing as fun as they have been, and, and I think that's what's really drawn in those casual fans is how fun these Warriors teams are playing. It's not like they've gone to a Melbourne Storm system, for example, where it's relying on fours to hit it up and then, and then scoring off the ruck when close to the line. They're still playing such expansive, wide-ranging footy. You look at the tries that Dallas Martinez Lesniak scored in recent times. Um, the athleticism of the likes of Tohu Harris, what Sean Johnson, I mean, I'm just saying stuff that's already been discussed heavily on, on your station and in New Zealand media, or Australian media as well, in the last few weeks. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's just how do they take it to another level, I think. Good on you, Chappie. Always great to catch up, mate. Uh, thanks very much for being uh, our guest on the bulletin today. Uh, have a terrific uh, weekend coming up, man. Uh, thank you again. Thanks, mate. Great talk. Yeah, cheers, uh, Alex Chapman there uh, from, uh, of course, uh, the News Hub Sports Desk.